0: Well hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us. I'm Georgia Neakin and I'm one of the licensed practitioners here at Centre for Spiritual Living White Rock and we're an inclusive learning centre of practical spirituality based in Metro Vancouver, Lower Mainland, British Columbia, Canada. This is a place for your whole heart. May you find refuge here. May you discover spiritual truth that uplifts and inspires you. May we all join together in co-creating a loving, vibrant world that works for all. As we begin our gathering today, I respectfully acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional unceded territory of Kwantlen and Katesy here in Pitt Meadows. Let us now ground our time together in truth and spirit, and I, tur- I ask you to turn within as I do this short invocation. Hmm. As we know this oneness, and this allness that is in back of all, this wondrous divine power, this divine intelligence, and the spirit that is us, as us, for us. And as we are here together, all gathered on this screen, the screen melts as we take in that breath and know that we are here in that one breath, that one mind, that one spirit. And I welcome each and every one of us and you and your friends and your family, That stand behind you and with you and as we walk each other home today in knowing this wisdom the spirituality the sense of wholeness and awe i'm thankful for all of this and i'm opening this center today with open arms and open heart and please join me in saying and so it is ah what a day i'd love to our live musician today is our One of our favorite guys, wonderful, talented Ranj Singh. The richness of his vocals and warm depth of his message always opens the heart. Ranj makes music with a distinct Indian Western flair. And oh, my goodness, it just rocks, rocks my soul. And it draws on his love for rock music and heartfelt lyrics. He refers to his unique blend of music as Indo-Canadian folk. Please join me in welcoming Ranj Singh.
1: Thanks, Georgia. been a been a rough week um, I lost my mom last week I was debating whether I should uh, play today then music is it's good for the soul it heals so I'm here and you folks always make me feel good so proud to be here It's been too damn long To be without Your embrace Trying to stay strong To carry on Keeping pace Take me back to a time When our life was all entwined With innocence and love Take me back to those days Those extraordinary days Where we laughed so loud Wish I could replay All them days right from the start Cause words cannot explain will never ease this pain Deep in my heart One more day so I can hear your voice again And share with you a smile Just give me back a little time So I can stand there by your side If only for a while Memories will be saved Wish I could have waved one last goodbye. I hope you found your peace. I wait for you in my dreams. These restless nights, these restless nights. these restless nights so
0: you can get his music I know you can get Ranj Singh's music um, maybe it could be put on the chat screen because I have some of it and I play it it just so like I said touches my soul <sighs> so I'd now like to uh, introduce. It's my pleasure to introduce our guest speaker today, Rev. Ruth Littlejohn. Uh, she is an ordained Religious Science Minister for Centres for Spiritual Living. As an active member of New Thought Community since 1992, she has served in many capacities, including a founding a centre in Virginia Beach. Her vision is to communicate, facilitate, and inspire wholeness. Currently, Rev. Ruth it provides coaching, Spiritual Executive Diversity and Inclusion in Life, uh, an affinity group facilitation for women of color. And she partners with Rev. Champion Fleming, who facilitates affinity groups for white women and non-binary folks. Affinity groups for men of color and white men will be available soon. Please join me in welcoming Rev. Ruth Littlejohn.
2: Good morning and thank you. Uh, My gratitude to Reverend Cassandra, who's celebrating her birthday, for the generous invitation to uh, have a conversation with the community this morning. So thank you for having me. And um, I'm knowing our time together is already blessed. So let's move from that standpoint. Before we get going, I'd like to do a couple of things that I find is helpful uh, in just acknowledging what's going on in the world. And so before I begin, I'd like for us to take a moment of silence. Really to honor all of the bodies, brown and black people who've been killed and for those responsible for their death and for those who've lost their lives as a result of COVID. And we certainly include Rand's mother as we take this moment of just silence of honoring these lives that have been right here on this plane as they move on on a powerful journey. This golden opportunity and this time we're grateful and so it is. One of the things that I'd like to do is give us a chance to be settled. It feels like you were settling, and then I gave you a little unsettling but we're going to go back into being settling our bodies and this comes from a book that we've used uh, my grandmother's hands and what I'm going to ask us to do is we're going to breathe three times in and release, and then we're all going to ohm together. Now, I know we, we cannot unmute our systems, but just that ohming, you'll feel it in the very inside of your body, just settling you down. So, let us take a moment to do that. Simply breathing in and releasing again and releasing and again. And let us own together. Oh. So simply being present to the vibration of our bodies as we settle in for our conversation. Uh, this afternoon. This morning, I'm I'm in Virginia Beach, Virginia, so it's afternoon here. And my message this morning is. Uh, about living boldly. It's about um, seeing a new world that begins with me. And so as I think about our message, I know you've been reading uh, Dr. Bruce's book on uh, mindful of race. And so I'll talk a bit about how that has impacted me also. And as I uh, think about this conversation, I wanna dedicate my message, our conversation this morning uh, to two of my ancestors. My uh, great, my grandfather, Johnson Little John, and my mother, Hazel Little John Haley Moore. Uh, because I know I stand on their shoulders this morning as I speak with you. And the thing that they uh, shared with me that I continue to live with is um, a sense of giving a sense of honoring other people, a sense of planning and a sense of risk-taking. And so I know that lives through me uh, as a result of their experience. Um, their early teachings have stayed with me throughout my life and um, one of, and I've taken some of them to heart. And so when I say that, uh, one of the things that they were very strong on is going to church. So in our family growing up, probably, Uh, If you didn't go to church, you didn't do anything else. I don't know if that was just my family, but that's how it was. And so um, that still is very strong in me, even though I've changed the direction, I still am committed to the spiritual path. Uh, So a couple of things happened in my life as I've moved around that had me really start to take that risk taking that I got from my grandfather and my mother to heart. And so one of the things was in March of 1987. I uh, was living in Philadelphia, and there was a program called the Landmark Education, which was way, you know, it's way out there, uh, but I, something about the risk-taking got my attention, and so that's when I decided to enroll, again, looking at how to live boldly and how it began with me, so what did I need to do in order to shift who I was being? So that took me to a whole new place in my life where it allowed me to reconnect with my father uh, and to just look at life differently, just totally differently as a result of that experience. And then in uh, June of 1992, another opportunity to take a great risk. And that was when I walked into a science of mind community in Philadelphia called Psalm Place. And I remember as I walked through the door, the song that was playing is, it's a brand new world. And for me, it really was a brand new world. For I heard Reverend Bruce, who's the minister, say that we are all divine, magnificent children of God, that we're here representing, that we are the God presence, and that there was nothing that I could ever do or say that would negate me being whole and complete. I mean, that was revolutionary to me. There's nothing I could ever say or do that would negate me being whole and complete. And so that, I mean, that really got my attention. It's like, my goodness, this is a new way of living, a new way of starting a a life. And so as a result of that, I uh, started to look at, like, who am I in the midst of all of this, this new way of thinking? Uh, And it relates a bit to this, in this month's uh, Science of Mind magazine, Dr. David Alexander uh, talks about this holy, Holy war of us uprising of us getting together to really look at this whole idea of uh, slavery and colonialism. How do we how do we deal with that? How do we let that go? How do we heal the separation? And so um, it reminds me of the question that um, Ruth King asked in Mindful Race: What does this have to do with me? What does this have to do with me? So I had to start. I had to look at like who am I being in the midst of all of this? Yes, I've lived a blessed life, but who am I being in the midst of all of this? And as an African-American woman living in America, I have certainly internalized much of what I've heard unconsciously. Uh, So my work was to get to know really who I am, who am I, and what are some of the things I've done, and how does it impact my internalized oppression? And so that has been the journey. How do you do that? How do you get in touch with that? And what does that mean? And so one of the things that Reverend Champion and I have uh, partnered around is creating uh, safe spaces for people to do that. Uh, I'm doing it for myself and then also for uh, women of color. And Reverend Champion is doing it for white women, really looking at unpacking the conditioning, our thinking, what we believe, and what it is for us to do. So that's sort of how that all evolved. But what I got clear is I need to do my own work before I could help anyone else. So I I started to look at what's been going on in my life all these years. What are the kinds of things that I have uh, accumulated? Who am I? And so I I started to just sort of think about um, if I took everything that's been happening up until 1992 and put it in a blender. Of course, I'm a prop person, so I'm gonna have a blender. Imagine I put it into a uh, blender and these are some of the things that I was that I had experienced during that time, because, see, my goal is for me to get clear who I am so I can know who's doing the work. And so some of the things I put into my blender is that I have been successful at work. Be honest with you, I didn't like my legs. Growing up, I was 5'10 and had skinny legs. And I also getting teased about this. So that was one thing I did not like. So these are some of the things that I've, uh, uh, i have uh, accumulated. I had had some success at work. I'd flunked out of college. Ooh, I've gotten, fl- gotten fired off of a job. I've moved around in the world. I've been successful in some jobs. I had advanced degrees. There were times that I felt I was not enough. I'd been helpful in my community. I'd been very visible. I had a very supportive family. I had uh, had some failures and been very successful. So this was sort of like everything that had happened to me over those years, and so since I'm a I'm going to start to begin to change my life. I want to see what do I need to do with it? What does it look like? So if you can imagine putting something like this in a blender, and let's say I was going to get a Sunday, I, I think it would be a little crazy looking Sunday. A little be a little confused, be multicolored. It would not be connected. All kinds of things would be going on. And so that's what it felt like to me that there was a sense of depression, a sense of lack of connection, a sense of How do I make sense out of this? And even though I had this going on in my blender, I still, if you look, if you had seen me, you'd been very impressed because I had all the trappings of success. Uh, I lived in the perfect neighborhood, drove the right car, I was socially connected, I was very visible, and on many of the boards in my community. So that was the piece that I had to deal with. Okay, well. I've been very successful based on out external, but internally things are not connecting for me. And so I had to really do some deep work to figure out, so what am I gonna do now? What am I gonna do now, given this is where I am? And so I, what I realized is that I was having a deep sense of disappointment. You know how sometimes you have de- disappointment that's so deep, it almost feels like a, oh, it goes all the way down to the ground. So, I had this huge sense of disappointment because I felt like I've done everything that was asked of me to do. And still, I was not feeling um, valued or being treated equitable here in our country, in America. And so, there was this like disappointment. What do I do now? I've gone to school, I've worked hard, um, treated people well. So, what do I do? So, that was the place where I really took another risk and really start to use the science of mind principles. Because what I realized is that those principles were tools that I'd never had opportunity to use before. And so through taking the foundation classes, the practitioner classes and having a practitioner, the same practitioner for seven years, uh, uh, going to ministerial school, and some of the other workshops, that I'd gotten clear there were tools that I could use that could redesign my life, that could help me do what it is that I was called here to do. And so Science of Mind gave me those tools. It also said that a lot of my work had been dealing with the stuff, you know, things. But Science of Mind talked about consciousness and changing the way I think. And see, those were not things that I had been used to before. So with those tools, I felt like, wow, I have a new possibility of making a difference in the world. It's, uh, as Dr. Holmes would say, the ability to change my thinking, to change my life was very present for me. And so when I uh, got clear that I had some possibilities here, I had some new tools, uh, some new skills, that's when I was guided to move to Virginia Beach to start a, a Science of Mind Spiritual Center. Um, really with creating a space in a traditional environment where people could have tools that they could transform their lives. And so I was very excited about that. And so I moved here uh, in 2010 and uh, was just, you know, felt uh, really supported by family members and other community members who helped to establish the Hampton Road Centers for Spiritual Living. Uh, it was uh a fun opportunity to do that. You can imagine starting off from scratch and what that means. Uh, The thing that uh, we did, lots of activities. um, And I remember uh, going to our board and saying to the board, you know, I would like to talk about race. What do you think about that? And the board said, well, Reverend Ruth, what about one, one Sunday a month? And so that's what I moved through to do that. And as I announced that to the community the following Sunday, one of the founding um, members, one of the founding members, uh, one of the founding members uh, said to me, Reverend Ruth, I don't think you should talk about race on Sunday. I don't think you should talk about race on Sunday. And so what I'll say now, given you know, I am in the United States and a lot of my references are the United States. So what I invite you to do, if there are things that work for you, ask what does that look like in Canada? If it doesn't, release it. So I appreciate your your tolerance in doing that. Uh, And so it stuck with me. This person said to me, I don't think we should be talking about race on Sunday. And uh, I was aware that many of my colleagues in this area was having the same conversation, that we should not be talking about race on Sunday. Now, I must admit, I, I've i never seen that person again, even though he was a charter member. Uh, he, had, he left the center, and while I communicate with him, I've not seen him again. Um, and I still stand grateful that that message is still in my head and grateful for the family members and all the people who help us to establish the Hampton Road Center for Spiritual Living, which is now the Agape East, which is uh, led by Reverend Victoria Thomas. Uh, I remember um, when Ruth King, in her book, she talked about us bringing racism to church uh, or colonialism to church, and he was like, "What?" And so that got me thinking: What would it be like uh, if we did have churches? be focused on dismantling, releasing colonialism, slavery, racism, what would that be like? I mean, we are a powerful community. Our vision is a world that works for everyone. What would it be like if the 400 units that we had had a mission to use our tools to have people to change their thinking, to change how our countries, our world operates? I mean, what would that be like how magical that would be to have that kind of a focus on our consciousness in terms of how we can make a difference, how we can create a world that works for everyone? Because I don't know, uh, certainly here, uh, we've tried all the things that I think the visible, th- visible things that we talk, you know, we've tried the government, we've tried voting, we've tried lots of pieces. And what we know is, Uh, New thought people, is there there is a spirituality out there that we don't necessarily see, but we embrace through our thinking and through our consciousness. So, what would it be like if we put all of our energies in that area to create a world where it works for everyone and everyone is feeling included, equitable, and belonging? What would that be like if that was the mission for all the new thought centers? Uh, It's just a thought but it, it rings with me, we should not talk about race on Sunday. And so when we say not talk about race on Sunday, I honor that, but also I know we're talking about love and in to, wholeness is a part of love. So if we're willing to look at wholeness and love and connectedness, we can shift the planet. And one of our visions as a, as a, a system has been how can we reach more people? And so I, I must admit to you, I'm jazzed by the possibility that we could create a mission that says that we're willing to do what it takes to have people feel connected and involved. Uh, Dr. Holmes talks about setting the stage with a science of mind uh, principles of oneness. Um, Ruth talks about using uh, all of our gifts and talents to make a difference. Uh, one of the tools that we have used in Science of Mind has been visioning. And so if I think of my vision, I think of a world of a world that works for everyone. And I might say, so what do I want to uh, start doing? I want us to start walking hand in hand. I want us to live in peace. I want us all to be free. And the other part of the vision is what do we need to stop? What about stop wishing that someday we would overcome? And then the next question, what gifts and talents do we already have? Uh, we have principles and practices that allow you and I to transform ourselves and transform the world, a place where we could have a holy, well, holy, holy uprising. So that's, that's the piece that calls to me as we think about who we are and how powerful we are and how our tools have worked for each of ourselves, and how we can start to use that tools to make a difference. So what would it look like if we were able to do that? What would that feel like for you? Uh, What would it feel like to see a world uh, that begins with me or begins with you, that we're committed to changing our narrative? What would that look like? What would it feel like? And what would it sound like? So I've shared with you certainly uh, a world that changing the world, a world that what it looks like and starting with me. And I'd just like to close with the um, message that um, Dr. Ruth King and her mindful race close with, and she says, "May we understand and transform racial habits of harm. May we remember that we belong to each other. May we grow in our awareness that what we do can help or hinder racial well-being. May our thoughts and actions reflect." The world we want to live in and leave behind. May we heal the seeds of separation inherited from our ancestors in gratitude for this life. May all beings, without exception, benefit from it, our growing awareness. May our thoughts and actions be ceremonies of well being for all races. May we honor being diverse racial beings among the human race and beyond race. And may we meet the racial cries of the world with as much wisdom and grace as we can muster. And so it is. So we just take this moment to um, be present to the breath of life, simply acknowledge this divine community and its amazing leadership. Knowing that just where we are this afternoon, this morning, that we are in a divine space. We know that there is uh, one life, and that life is God's, and that life is each of our lives right here, right now. So simply acknowledging that, knowing that, feeling the vibrations of that, uh, and the energy and the openness that allows us to be present. So I'm simply knowing our divine connection, that our time together has been blessed. That new possibilities have been approached, that people have been able to be whole and heard and embraced. And knowing that all that needs to be done has been done in a way that allows us to leave from this space in a new possibility, in a new way of being, in a new, pos- in a new uh opportunity. Grateful for the questions, grateful for all those who showed up to set this structure in place, knowing that as we leave this space, we arrive where we're going with a sense of ease and grace. Uh, that allows us to uh, breathe and open and know that our, all the things that are going on with us are taken care of. And so from a place of just great, amazing, joyful, loving wholeness, I say thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this center and its leadership for I know it is for the highest and the best of all in the world. And so it is, and so we are.
0: And so it is. Mm. thank you. (laughs) So this is time for offering, okay. So we're here, we create sacred opportunities for personal empowerment and collective transformation through wholehearted experience of truth and spirit. If you were inspired today, as I was, and I know many of you are from your comments and today's music and the message, as well as our weekly and monthly programs, we gratefully receive your gifts, your tithes, your offering, all of this keeps us going, keeps us running, helps us pay our bills. So we really thank you ahead of time and rejoice in all of the offerings that come to us today. Um, You can donate on our website at uh, www.csl-whiterock.com mail us a check, send us an e-transfer, gifts of all sizes and are so helpful. Your contributions make all of this possible. Thank you so much. Please join me in declaring our prosperity affirmation. Divine love within blesses and multiplies all that I have and all that I give and all that I receive. And so it is.